Welcome to Same Ish Different Day, a space where the thoughts are just as for. <laughs> Welcome to Same Ish Different Day, a space where everything is on the table and the thoughts are just as frenetic as your Twitter feed. And just like your feed, we kick it off with some talks on some bullshit hey, of the day. And eventually bring you some value with well-cited research on stories you may have missed. Yeah, the, this show is the long-term format of marching in, into madness. A duo of journalists of, that are developing a content project about their passions. So, get ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> some weeks, our estranged strange wine mom drops by to keep us in line but she's been missing for a little bit so we don't know what's going on with that but but the line please <laughs> but she recently went out for milk and a pack of bogies but at least that's what she she, she told us so we assume she's gonna be back anytime now oh and and socials socials were on all of them tiktok ig youtube and twitch where we live stream these podcasts on a weekly basis. If you tune in, you can ride out with us afterwards. Speaking of of which, the future variant of this idiot will, will introduce introduce us in three, two, one, and then you just bring up the. What's up, internets? Welcome to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast with a name that we can't say anymore. And I have to try not to get too close to the mic as I say it. This week, we wanted to focus on dissecting a biopic, which is uh, autobiography film for people who may not be film geeks, like when you watch a movie about a person. There's a lot of them coming out lately, and we wanted to ask, what's the deal with biopics? So we just saw Harry Potter. Harry Potter just played Weird Al Yankovic. So yeah. it's almost yeah. like we're already living in VR, but disregard how trippy it is. Do yeah. we need so many movies for this many figures, or is it a cheap cash grab to to make the person somewhat somewhat more relevant again or or popular in pop culture? Start there, and then I think yeah. we'll break down more. Unless I'm misinterpreting the script here, sir. Uh no, that's good. I mean, it's it's up to the reader's in, in, in interpretation. At the same time, uh, I think it's I I do think it's it like it's a little bit of both. If it's done tastefully, it can actually do a good job at creating a good image for the the subject. But like, yeah, like there are cheap cash grabs out there. I believe that are aren't good at all. Uh. Mm-hmm. Like the I saw Blondie not too long ago. That's a Marilyn Monroe biopic, and that's just I feel like that was a little bit too much of like oh let's we'll talk about uh, a famous person, but let let's do it in a weird way that doesn't really that doesn't really translate better to to the audience. So it's like um, so the 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 drama detracts from the story. It's like kind of that, and it's also kind of like the person making it sort of has a factor in that because it's like maybe their perspective is completely different that than reality, mm-hmm. and it's like how they viewed it initially. But yeah, I do think there are a lot of uh, biopics out there in today's world that are just there 
for the sake of being there. Like, like the uh, and there's some that are done good, like the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I think it's called that. It's by uh, it's the uh, it's, it's the, the Queen, queen one. Dude. Was, the that's queen the one? one. If I made that's the one that started the landslide. That's why all of these are being made was because that was a success. So then they're like, bah, this, it's Hollywood. It was a successful formula. So they copied it. Yeah. Yeah. And like everything, like, and, and like not every sort of like, I don't think hot take, but I don't think we need a biopic of Elton John at the moment, but we have one. It's the rocket man. I saw it not that good it's okay it's weird when the entire entire crew like the entire people like all characters agree on one thing it's weird because rock stars don't have that life style they're all like hitting but well, not rock stars but like musicians are butting yeah. heads all the time so it's kind of weird when they're all like a cohesive vehicle and that doesn't well, but so, so if you want to get nerdy about it, I do agree with that. That's why the biopics feel run out because the, the the humanity of it is lost because you're trying yeah. to make a highlight reel of someone's life. Yeah. So yeah. you'll you'll feel yeah. compassion if it's a Freddie Mercury story, if it's something like unique and vintage. But you repeat the same formula to turn it into a movie enough, you're just going to follow the same hero's journey you were going to use for a different movie plot, anyways. Because it needs to fit within that structure. Yeah, heroes journey. I love that. Um, no, yeah, no, it's just like it's just because the, the all biopics I think are shot the same way now for some reason. There, there is that the humble beginnings, the rise of stardom, the the butting heads with their old life and the new life, and then their demise, and then it's like their second up and coming thing where except for the bohemian where he dies of AIDS, spoiler alert, Freddie Mercury isn't alive anymore. So it's it's all the two the the biopic genre is fueled by archetypes made by the Facebook movie and the Bohemian Rhapsody. Those are the two that influenced the what we see it as to this day. I would say. What about that one movie, the the Mark Wahlberg one, uh, the Wahlberg, the, uh, the Wahlberg, the one that came in the nineties, like the rock star, I think it's called. Yeah, I would agree. Well, like you could, yeah, yeah, you could pay biopic attributions to a lot of people over time. I guess that was short sighted of me to say. I, I would yeah. say in the modern era, those are the two everyone's trying to copy. But you're right. You're right. You even think of like the the Sting mockumentary and all that shit. I don't even know there was a Sting one. It was weird how we don't even have a Michael Jackson one. There's got a, a Michael Jackson biopic. They're not ready for it. You got to give it another five to ten years. Someone's producing it in Hollywood right now, I bet you, though. We're getting a Whitney Houston one already. I think that's you get into deep music industry politics because I'm sure the dad and the Jackson Five don't want to sign off on their portrayal of the early years. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I watched those those tapes a couple like a couple years ago. The dad was one of those. Beating. Yeah, the beating. dad used to beat him. There's the same yeah. things with Tiger Woods, right? It's like. Sometimes these people who achieve greatness had to go through some shit to like, yeah, honestly, become the best. Um, 
And there's like that, that one in D- 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 Disney Plus where it's like Tommy Lee Jones and Pamela Anderson's biopic. I forget what yeah. it's called. But that, see, that stuff, like, there's enough going around around those two individuals where you don't need they're not old and i there has to be like i may sound like like dumb here but i i, I feel like there sh- should be a cutoff point where you start your you shouldn't be in your mid 50s and making a biopic about you right so you, you need have... like biopic journalistic standards we need to set like you need to reach these criteria to be yeah Famous enough and alive old enough. enough, yeah. Right, like imagine if someone made a Steve O biopic, you know what I mean? It's gonna happen, probably. Well, after, yeah, or even even before, like, he just recreating the butt chug, and then that's the way you get all the oh, yeah. Oh my god, I'm giving someone a million dollar idea. I need to shut up. Jackass, I believe, is the first biopic or the first Steve O biopic, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. need to be <laughs> done over. Yeah, we have it there. No, but it's just like, yeah, it's, 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 it's like half of these biopics are like there for the sake of, like, yeah, you can celebrate a man's or a person's life, but you don't need to, like, I go back to Elton John. You don't need to have a biopic of him yet. He's still kicking. He's still doing stuff. His story hasn't ended. He's still, he's still making money. He's still being a platinum star. Right, yeah. Why are we doing like when he die? Like, when he dies, it's gonna be the Rocket Man too. The continuation of that. They're gonna make a sequel. If they do that, I, I yeah, I think I just gave Hollywood an, an idea too. Oh yeah, make sequel. If they yeah, were just, I, I, like, I went to the movies recently and they were advertising. There's a Bowie one coming out as well. It has to do with, with one of his nicknames. Yeah. And no, it already came out, and we're uh, so over. It's a good point of how overwhelmed we are. It's called Stardust, yeah. and it came out in 2020. Oh, who plays him? Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn is from Lovesick, Beast, Song One, Opera. He, he seems to be a theater actor. They oh, this be. guy. Les Misabra. The, 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 the Les Mis. Les Mis. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. why. I, I've seen him in stuff before. He does not look like fucking uh, David Bowie. He does not look at all like David Bowie. And, like, it's just another thing. Like, I haven't seen it, but the Elvis Presley biopic. Yeah. Like, that's another one. Like, like, see, that's okay. I I find because there's enough time that has happened. Now there's a new generation. Like Elton John is still making music. We know kids know who he is, right? You don't need a biopic for 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 that. Maybe in a couple of years from now you you can have one, but it's like. But where's the line? Some... That's where I'm not calling you out, but that's like a, such a slippery slope. You know what I mean? I, I guess it's like... How do you... How do you... Because uh, uh, Paul McCartney's still alive. So what, you can't make a thing on the Beatles? What about Across the Universe? Across the Universe. Is, isn't that... 
Across the um, Universe is a lot of uh, classic rock people love it as like because it's a cross between a musical and a, a fucking Beatles movie. I thought it was a it it it, it, it was a straight up like like I is it like is it considered a, a biopic or is it just a different like a on its own? Okay. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. I will. I will secede. Hold on. Let's see. Across the universe. But sure, Paul McCartney has been around long enough. Where let's fucking. I don't think he's like doing anything anymore. So let's fucking put. Play, it's, a play drama. it's a drama. It's a it's drama. A yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I'm sure we can make a movie about the Beatles now. There's been movies about s- separate Beatles, but not about them, right? So I I think the line. It's like I'd assume, like after they have gone out of the up um, rele- a circle of relevancy. I got my underrated one for later, but sorry, I got too excited. I got way too excited. Okay. Yeah, but I I think it's just like at the time, outside of uh, um, uh, um relevance when it feels right, I can come up to the creator. Like the Queen move, move, movie, it needed to happen because it needed to show a whole new generation about Queen because they're not really, well, he's dead, but it's 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 also kind of interesting because there's been no Nirvana one too. I would be interested in uh, politics again. Oh, Courtney, Courtney Love's Love? holding the yeah, yeah. Damn it, Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I I don't even like Nirvana. Nir- Nirvana. I'd just be interested who would who who would play. Kirk How Nirvana. soon do you think they're gonna make an XXX Tentacion or Juice World one? How many years? How many years do you give it? Uh, I'll, if if I'm a betting man, I want to say two more. Yeah, it's a good politics bet. is involved with them, unless there's like his their baby mama is, is holding on to those rights and stuff. Yeah, I I do know too. I I know some of that, but that's too deep. We don't need to get uh, get yeah. too nerdy there. Um, <laughs> there's the there's a Tupac one, which was not good, by the way. So uh, the underrated one, the one that went under the radar because it was this era of everyone pumping up biopics, is they did the Jimi Hendrix one. Jimi Hendrix and Andre Three Thousand played Jimi, and it was it was fire. I liked it, but no one watched it. No one ever watched it. He did a great job yeah. acting. The music scenes were fun, and it, made, it was very human. Oh, Jimmy. It's called Jimmy, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw trailers of this back in the day. Uh, it wasn't that bad, no, like, but it, it was, it was just, just everyone had already seen way too many biopic movies. There was something fire that came out at the same time. Uh, um, the Avengers, I think. It's got terrible <laughs> ratings on IMDb, so maybe it was a bad movie, and I'm remembering it too positively because I was watching yeah. a Jimi Hendrix movie. <laughs> No, but yeah, it's just, uh, and I just had one too. It's just like, I don't know like the, the time frame, but I think like it has to feel right. So then that part, I'm rewording the question you have from your script here then is like, it's been made about celebrities as you're pointing out of people who don't really have like a specific degree of impact. So, like, yeah. how much impact do you have to have made? Because you're, you're saying you need to reach a degree, then I think, like, cultural impact would be a good measurable yeah. 
quantity yeah. for that. But how do you like, like what's how do you compare? Uh, why? Because Elton's still kicking, so Elton doesn't get one. But Elvis is dead, even though Elvis would be a, still able to play. So, uh, so we can't do a Bruce Springsteen one because he's still alive. But we yeah. could do a Bruce Springsteen one about him in the eighties. But no, not yet because he's still alive. You know what I mean? It's a slippery yeah. slope. Well, it ha- again, like it, I'll go back to what I said. It has to feel right about the timing of of it all. Like, obviously, you uh, you you can do one of people that are alive, but like, it it has to be at a point in in at their career where it, it it can be told, right? If they're still going strong, if they're still making music, there's they still have a story to to tell, right? Ultimately, you you want to wait till they're out of gas, and then maybe then out of gas. So you have to judge who's out of gas based on their cultural impact. That's a hard. That's a hard rating. If I have to know that my deeds are judged by a Raza one day, of like, did you impact culture? Yeah, I feel like people who make bio like if make a biopic, it has to be about like somebody who's like impactful in the grand scheme of things like freddie mercury what he did right that's a, that's a big thing um, someone one day will write a video about our antics on the internet raza and i would hope it, it's as shining a resume as be. as as notorious big's biopic yeah i think he had one too right? they used to play that shit on bet back in the day and the one that's weird that sticks out for me that I, like it's actually kind of done well and it's I don't, I don't know if it takes any sides in it because I don't know too much about the history. It's straight out of Compton. That's like the only one where I feel like it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's like a weird sort of t- narration or like. A, it's a good middle ground. It's a good middle ground yeah. all around. There's there's holes you can poke in any biopic, but overall, it was fairly honest to the story. But again, it's the same thing that I started with. You're going to have to structure it into the hero's journey. So the nuances are going to get lost. The human, you could be honest that Easy e struggled with this disease, but you can't add the context or color because you need to fit it into a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, yeah. But you should do a series of biopics. It's just like year zero to 10 is part one. And then the next part is 10 to 20. <laughs> Supposedly, that's the Wu-Tang one on Amazon Prime is supposed to be like that. The Wu-Tang oh. one. But I haven't oh. watched it either myself. The Wu-Tang one? Yeah, they have a Wu-Tang Clan biopic kind of series on Amazon Prime where Ice Cube's son plays Method Man, if I'm correct. Oh yeah, and Ice Cube's son also plays him in yeah. out of Compton. Ice Cube's son is in a lot of things now. Oh, after he did Straight Out of Compton, that skyrocketed all those actors, bro. They yeah. got well, also because of Daddy. Also because of Daddy, your Daddy helped helped out with that too. They also got Dre. You got a Dre co-sign by all of them, so that's like everyone's getting automatic acting roles. Yeah. He was in. So I got, I got to yeah, get it, get it out first. Oh no, oh, me no, first. No, okay. I pop, my pop quiz. One is I, cause I was a rugby boy is it was called Invictus and it was a Clint Eastwood directed film with Morgan oh, Freeman playing yeah, Nelson it. Mandela. Rugby. It's, oh no. Isn't Matt Damon in, in? 
Matt and Damon Mark, is the rugby player, yeah. yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman is Nelson Mandela. So no, you're saying dude, they have Mandela. to run out of so you're saying they have to run out of steam. Nelson Mandela is still alive. Should they have made the movie? Nelson Mandela is not alive. Isn't he? I, this is the whole debate of the fucking Mandela effect, and this is why everyone gets it wrong. He died like a couple of years ago. But so he was he was alive when the movie came out, movie wasn't was he? Out. Yeah. 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 Great. He was alive yeah. when the movie was out. So I this get, doesn't pass I, the Raza rule. No, I don't know. Because like, I think it's different because for musicians and then humanitarian icons it's sort of like i don't because like they have a movie about uh they have like the, the movie they have a movie, a movie about bush right so i i i think it's just like you're for for like people not like like artists and whatnot not celebrity but, but for people i think you're able to do it it's easier to do it for them because you you can tell when they're like in the shits and they're not in in the shits anymore, which is their oh career. And I think there has been many uh, biopics on 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 uh, Nelson and Mandela, each depicting. You're probably correct. Of, You're probably of, correct. Of, I don't. I'm definitely not gonna like, argue that one. I've seen like the what's the what's the one the 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 what's the, who's George Bush's uh vice president Dick Cheney I yeah I've I saw his um biopic uh it, it, it it's it's good but like I think it's different for them because it's it's shown after their time so like you you can you you can do biopics on people like that at a certain moment in history because they impacted that moment, right? Continue. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Impacted, but like for artists, it's kind of hard to do because it's the impact, their impactness transcends decades rather than a, a specific moment in time. Like for Freddie Mercury, he didn't just, it wasn't just about like him being an openly gay man in See, but then so that that means you need to make different genre categories for when biopic films can be made because music is always going to be timeless. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying because okay. it transcends the, the the their impact transcends time. Whereas somebody like Nelson Mandela, it's easy to do a biopic for important moments in his life because he impacted those moments. Probably not over, overall, but just those specific moments in time okay yeah i'm following i'm following what the shocker that i got here i was looking up the the greatest biopics of all time you ready ready for the shocker i got lawrence of arabia oh yeah for for like you know <laughs> caucasian people <laughs> and goodfellas <laughs> is cheating Schindler's List kind of counts. Wait, good, no, no, wait, no. Good. I thought that was based on a book. Yeah, well, it's could be based they on were real. Life. Yeah, they were real people. Yeah. But the book is already okay. a draw. To put that, that's kind of unfair. But they even have I number guess. nine, Braveheart. Does that count to you? 
yeah. doesn't count to me as a Scotsman. Wow. All right, Bailey. You don't want to have independence, man? Why, did it, it why doesn't it count? He wasn't a Jesus figure. That's not how it worked. It was, like, very political. It was, like, we don't want the oppression of, like, imperial England in our sovereign so territory. that wouldn't translate to audiences. Let's you they gotta make it pal palpable. They gotta whitewash it. They gotta whitewash Real it. We can't. We can't show that Scotsmen had their own culture. No, we all, we're all the, the put make Mel Gibson sexier. Yeah, put him in blue. <laughs> they missed out on the opportunity. It. They were supposed to be totally naked in blue. That's supposedly what they did. They they could have had a naked Mel Gibson right in their movie. I think. <sighs> I'm just gonna agree, agree with you here, but I, I I think they have to make it sort of like rated. They can't just be like a bunch of naked dudes on screen. Nah, nah, nah. You know they're you already putting in that much. It's practical effects. It's a lot cheaper than costume design. You just paint everyone's butts. And and, <laughs> and then putting that through the, the rating board, like we can't. Sh show this this is literally Mel Gibson's cock over right there we can't physically show this guys painted butts do they count painted. as clothes clothes I mean I don't I'm glad my people don't have many movies made about them but it's all just the same thing Miss Marvel <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, this model does work to degree. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Raza. Give him, give him your summary of uh, uh, partition in thirty seconds or less. Uh, partition was when the English, I mean, the Indian people and Muslims fought, and that's how Pakistan was created. If you want to watch the whitewash version of that, just watch Miss Marvel. That's totally. One for one for white people to un understand what happened. They're all trains. All right. Ad breaks, kid. Ad break. Hey, um, my supervisor sent me over here. He said you're looking for a podcast that had a manual transmission, four-wheel drive, and two idiots hosting it. Yeah, you you came to the right place, uh, but the one thing is, you're gonna have to stay here. There might be an air filter problem. It's probably gonna cost you five hundred dollars more than you anticipated in the long run, and um, it, mm, it's not gonna be perfect every week. But you know what? You know what? You stick around. You might have a good piece of product. So, truly, sincerely, if you've been listening to us, there's been ups and downs. This is double feature episode itself. I'm editing late, so thank you for sticking around. Just downloading this is all we ask for. Thank you. See you soon. Don't okay. don't go in there. Don't open. Don't do it. Someone told me I should do keyboard ASMR. You see how I pound them keys, bro? Don't you think those would look good in slow motion? Mm -hmm. Little macro shot of my fingies. It sounds sort of like, to me, it's just like it's just you smashing the keys. So it's more stressful than or relieving. Because I'm like, are you angry at the keyboard or what? I guess I did all this work to get it out of my microphone, so I doubt I want to do 
ASMR keyboard work. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you don't want to tap into an, an other oversaturated mar mar market. Yeah, you see, mine would be sexual though. I would put put sexy dresses on my hands. Why? <laughs> don't ask. That's not part of the conversation here. Okay, I feel like so it should be. <laughs> Why is he doing it like like this? Why does he can't just do it like normal hands? Like, sir, I'm the artist. Don't critique the artist. I'm never wrong. And they're like, I'm gonna unsubscribe you. Hand keenies, bro. Hand keenies. You're missing out. Or hand jobs? No, no, no. Right? Hand keenies. Hand jobs, but for hands. But that's harder. That'd be a lot of. That'd be a lot of work. They would. It, you could just repurpose like boxing wraps. There you go. Done. Yeah, yeah, easy go. product. And, and make it all, all black, and then there we go. I'm allowed to make that that joke. So barely the magazine guys. That's why I stopped. That's why I stopped. Yeah. I shut yeah. up after the first suggestion. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna not go past that point. Uh so and there's one called in a cob, and then one's a job. <laughs> it comes in different uh, shapes and sizes. Yeah. So. This week, everybody, we're back. TikTok section, for those just tuning in on the edited version. What's up? What we do, we're breaking down a news story each. First, Bebe here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one that I brought. And it's a little local, but I think it might have some international implications. So, Bebe wanted to talk about Toronto's taxis bring up an intriguing point. This one's a little local, but could have larger implications. Beck Taxi, one of Toronto's OG taxi providers, says that the rise in untrained commercial drivers is a risk to driver safety across the board. So this is like vehicles for hire as well as logistics drivers. You see all those Amazon dudes out there in the vans delivering packages with just a high vis on? They didn't have to take no test to drive that van. They just gave him the keys to this guy and said, okay, good luck. So currently, taxis still undergo an official registration process with checks and paying the city of Toronto. Yet, even me, door dashing, you want to get going, you just sign up through the app, you show up, they give you a bag, and they say, good luck, kid. They don't check your insurance, nothing. You just say, I got a bike, I got a car, I want to drive. It's interesting, because I thought this debate had fizzled out, and I'm sure many of you did as well. And with the cycle it made in the mainstream news, I think this might actually have interesting implications internationally as people start to reference maybe training for drivers who are operating these commercial services. Now, Raza, mm -hmm. Uber, like many tech companies, came in on a wave of disruption but is still struggling for financial viability while pushing responsibility onto the drivers and the consumer. Do you think uh, the Uber pyramid could ever collapse? Um, yeah, I got it now. I got it. I was like, I have a thought. <laughs> Uh, because um, I've seen it online that like Uber, I do think the Uber pyramid may collapse on itself because it's like uh, uh, the 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 drivers are trying to become like want to become more safer when they drive because Uber, Uber, Uber drivers don't have the same sort of like rules. That normal taxi drivers do. They have they're not unionized and everything, so they have to abide by Uber's very weird, very gig economy law, which is it's not 
that's not a viable way to make mm-hmm. money and that's uh going in the long run yeah uber is going to hemorrhage more money but like uh uh like the uh, uber's whole thing at like initially was like yeah it's like affordable i think at the start but then when you as it grows it starts it it becomes this like uh the the drivers are yeah yeah and also the the drivers aren't making much money and uber, uber itself is, is 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 making a lot of money so i think the first because i've seen it like uber drivers have been asking to unionize so that's one of the first cracks in the base of the pyramid if start there and then like, yeah the more complicated it gets the more the the bigger uber becomes the the wider the crack become so i think it is going to collapse on itself but i don't know when or how it how it how it'll be i think if it were to collapse it would be through some sort of like corporate scheme that we're seeing with ftx or these crypto bros i think in some way the financial ends would fall out but because it's such an essential service they're going to create a reason for angel yeah. investors to give them 50 million dollars if they really need it exactly um, yeah uber has has made it like that we, we sort of need it so yeah. that's why i thought i found it very interesting that the taxi company was like okay switch perspectives rather than bitch about us not having jobs how about be like why don't we all take the same test you know what i mean i think yeah. that's fair i was like eh, it's not a bad argument that's not a bad argument Including Uber drivers or just taxi? Yeah, people? taxi yeah. drivers, Uber drivers, everyone has to take a vehicle for higher competency, competency tests. I even verified by going on the City of Toronto Taxi Medallion website and double-checked, and they have to complete the same test as well as do the taxi driver stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, and then... But right now also, you can think- do the test in an hour online, and it's like getting your smart serve online, bro. I can go Google all the answers while I'm doing it. Oh, fine. Um, I think it's like, uh, because Uber operates outside of that thing, it operates outside of the traditional taxi thing, and so do 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 the Amazon. Yeah, drive drivers. So, uh, because t- this is for, I guess yeah, because they're all for hire too, but they're also not at the same time. Yeah, that's why it's a yeah. it's a tricky it's a classifications for vehicles and it's similar in most countries actually North America specifically South America, not so much Europe but because unless it's a big truck it doesn't count like you gotta have you drive one of those little mail vans that drop off all the Amazon packages in our neighborhoods, you could have just gotten your license you could have been eighteen fresh you just got the license you can drive one of those yeah. trucks, but who knows you yeah. don't know how to yeah. drive around in the city on a two way street and deal with tight parking lots and blah 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 yeah, you know Toronto parking specifically yeah so i i think that's like yeah it's just a it's a free test i assume right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's, if it's a free test then why not so that's like the but the, the taxi drivers are saying not only do we want it improved that we want money in return we want fifty thousand dollars in damages to our vehicles from this <laughs> And we want you to make a better test, a test that you actually like have to go to, whether it's in person or that they monitor that you're doing it. 
Man, taxi drivers should should should, should just go through it. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I don't. Yeah, I I don't know too much about this, but like, I feel like if that makes it because it it'll weed out the bad drivers, and then you will get less uh accidents from from these people. So yeah, but I don't think Uber wants to do that because that like it would mean it would it would be like. Wait, that's all of our workforce. So we don't want to. I'm not saying anything about Uber, right? I use Uber. So. See, the bigger issue uh, is like the city. Then the city has to hire people to do the tests or figure out a structure for said tests. Yeah. Uber is like, whatever. We got a big enough legal department. Fuck y'all. We'll take the test. Maybe the logistics companies will be like, oh shit. Now we got a homie who just came here. And I'm not being biased towards it. I'm very supportive of these people having these jobs, but homie who just immigrated here two years ago, just got his license. I was about to give him a job driving his van, but he doesn't know English so well, so he's not going to pass this yeah. test now. Yeah. They should make it accessible to everybody. That's how our driver's te test is. You can take it in any different language. I think. Ideally, yeah. but then again, the city's, city's got to make that. Um, let's just... Combine the MTO with whatever <laughs> the, this is, and then there you go. Problem, problem, problem solved. Just do it. There that you go. Way. National, national driver services. Yeah. That's it. Easy. Exactly. I mean, Europe has that, right? I, some some countries. I don't know which ones though. Yeah. Some of them do. Yeah, we're different province province. So you can get your learner's permit at fourteen in Alberta. Alberta, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's again, Canada is a bad example for this because there should be one law spread across. It, there shouldn't be an MTL or shouldn't be like a whatever Alberta's equivalent is. It should be like Canada's driving law. According it's to your goddamn law. politics. Yeah. Imagine if an Albertan driver Sorry, comes over to Ontario and goes, it's like, oh. Back in my province, we don't drive. Like, no shit, we're in Ontario. Obviously, you don't drive that. Yeah, the rules are different. Bro, I, like... I thought I tried to do it legally, not be a sketch bag. And I was like, okay, if I want to get a car and bring it from Alberta to Ontario, how do I do the insurance? And it's a nightmare. A yeah, fucking nightmare to bring cars province to province because we're so skitter scattered everywhere. But we're yeah. getting so Canada specific now. Why don't we just do it all like just Canada, just doing one whole uniform thing? It'll be easy. They finally did that with traffic tickets in Canada, and I have a family member who got doinked because of that because they oh. they were they were obviously back traffic in the tickets. day. Obviously, traffic tickets, but not the things that actually help us. Yeah, yeah, the things where the police get the money—that's the one they're gonna yeah. do first. They're gonna nationalize. Yeah. All right. Raza, what, 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 what do you have for us today? A little bit of gaming news. Gaming is getting more expensive, but if you're poor, suck to suck, get your, your money up, as they say. If you follow gaming news or anything remotely gaming, then you will have seen this, the writings on the wall, uh, and you've also been hiding under a rock if you haven't been. Games are getting more expensive now, specifically Xbox games. They're going from $60, sorry, $70 to $80 USD, but for us, $80, $80 to $90 CAD. 
Xbox head, Phil Spencer, has said the first party games will jump up in price. So like Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon, and Gears of War. All those games will get a little bit more expensive. However, this gives it an incentive to hop onto Game Pass, which is Xbox's subscription service, meaning pay once and you get a wide catalog. And then on top of that, members get a discount. So the $90 CAD may not apply to members of Game Pass. So the price hike won't kick up till next year. Microsoft has said they want people to enjoy the holiday gift of gaming, whatever that means. It's still rather expensive to buy an Xbox Series X if you can find one, and games in Canada still cost $90 with tax. I bought God of War Ragnarok. Guess how much it cost me? $90 with tax. So we're getting shafted here, yeah. Um, This was hinted months ago. In October, Phil Spencer said they are going to be increasing the price of their first-party games, but in in the new year, and now it's here. Uh, and on top of that, the developers have asked for this to ha- happen. So, I mean, not so, but even also the uh, smaller developers have asked for, for it to happen. So the gaming landscape will change. Um, it's more expensive now, uh, but, you know, first-party games, by the way. Only. If you really care about Halo, Gears of War, or Forza, or all that stuff, this may hit, hit you hard. And I and I'll ask you, can you play more games, man? There's there's a wide plethora of games out there. Those aren't the only three games. So that's my whole thing. <laughs> oh, questions. I wa- my oh. first thing is like the indie developers one, right? Like I can mm-hmm. see how indie developers are for it because things like Game Pass are coming out. So they're getting fucked with their ability to like make money off of the Steam marketplace. So I could kind of see how smaller people are accidentally getting caught up in like, yeah, we need to charge more because I need to actually pay my employees. Yeah, but I think that's why they're asking. I don't, I don't know the nitty gritty, but I think that's why they're, they're saying maybe we should be charging more for games. Oh, let's 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 hop over to the questions and find out. Shall 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 we? All right. Okay, so since Xbox first-party games are getting more expensive, will they turn you away from playing the Halo Infinite campaign on Xbox or PC because it's a first-party game? So, like, in you're asking if I should boycott it because I don't like this structure? Is that what's kind no, of I'm, going down? I'm here? asking. I'm a- you're asking um, TikTok? <laughs> no, I'm 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 asking if this will turn you away from from playing those or buying those games and playing them. I don't think so. so it should. Well, what? So you're saying like if they take it off, it would I still pay? Is that I'm I'm lost. No, I, I'm lost. I'm blowing it. I'm sorry. I'm asking, since the prices are increasing, would you still pay to play these mm. first-party games, like the full price? Personally, no, because I would rather support a small creator. I'd rather go to Steam and spend my money there. But since game, since I'm a shill and Game Pass is here and it's affordable, I'm like, I don't need to do yeah. this for now. So, next thing, will that 
invest will that will you invest more in Game Pass? Yes. Uh, because of the discounts. Yeah, I yes. yeah, obviously. I'm not. I saw some deals, bro. Well, their membership is crazy. We're getting like 20 to 30, 40% off of new games. It's insane. Yeah, you could still Damn. own them. It's still pretty interactive. Steam's really lacking. They're hurting by not doing this. But well, I understand how it's a lot of logistics. Microsoft has an infinite amount of money, and it's a large department to manage all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this... In general, I don't think we have anybody, but like in general, from not having Game Pass, will this sort of like, or an Xbox, will this sort of like deter you away even further from getting, uh, like from buying games in general, not just, uh, not just Game Pass, but like in general. I'm cheap, so the high price tag would scare me away heavily. I mean, most gamers are cheap. Like the best. Right now, the most pop, the two most popular games right now are Warzone and Overwatch Two. And guess what? They're free to play. <laughs> yeah. So and I, I the where my bias comes in. I know I've got sources to leverage. Uh, Afro, you, Chatter, everyone I know is like a deep into that community. I can be like, all right, just just tell me what's good, and I'll pay the affordable rate for something that's four years old instead of the ninety dollars to play. Yeah, twenty one forty two. There's a I, I there's a tip out there. I mean, a little bit of advice for you guys out there. A friend introduced me to this. There's a site out there called isthereanydeal.com. Make an account, and it'll alert you uh, when there's a deal on a game you want. Get that. I have it. I, I'm gonna emails every day of which game. I I want. And you can also customize the 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 discount to like. 30% off, 40% off, or whatever. It gives you super creative control. Well, not creative, but it gives you control of how you like what game you want. For again, uh, that stray game, I picked it up off of uh, mm -hmm. because of, of the alerts for about 15 bucks. You think I'm, I mean, it's an indie developer, but I'm not paying $40 to play a game about a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, support the cat developers. They're they're getting all the money. There's also a difference between Steam and Epic. Epic does a bigger payout than Steam, so they're getting that Epic cash at the same time. And then Xbox isn't the only one doing this. PlayStation has increased their PS5. Now PS5 is now the most expensive console. Now, now it's I think seven hundred dollars for the, the the like the disc one. And five hundred dollars for a discless one, uh, but many developers have been vocal about this increase. They kind of want this increase because with all these services, as you said, they lose money on these services. So it makes sense for a game to be more expensive in order to get some of that money back. Uh, overall, do you think uh, it'll owning a console or even PC gaming? will be like, oh, it's getting kind of too expensive. I'm not going to... I'm going to pick and choose what games I pay $90 for now. I think it will because, unfortunately, I think all these tech companies are right that they're pushing us towards streaming in many different capacities. And I think 
this is one of them. It's kind of like VR, right? Like Meta's taking the jump right into it. There's a lot of tech companies putting their hats in the ring now. I think very similarly, they're going to want to push us consumers to not care about the console, but be already subscribed to a subscription basis. Because then, oh, wow, look, now you can stream any Xbox game to your phone. You fuck it, you're already subscribed to us. You know, they're all trying to beat each other to the punch. So I think very much it will influence the way that people consume the games and whether or not you have a console. Yeah. I think that's, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's going to like cha- change because like, yeah, because like if they see a game, $90, you're going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to wait till it's either on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus or whatever, and then play it. Because it's, it's all about, uh, uh, it's all about, yeah, it's all about pushing people on a service. Like, look, look at us. You, you and I are only playing Warhammer games because it's going to be, or it's on Game Pass. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So... Well, I think you answered this one, but in turn, I mean, well, as gaming gets more expensive, uh, will you invest more in these services like Game Pass? Will you get PlayStation now if it comes to PC? I think I'm cheap enough I might stick to one or two. I, I like the dichotomy of Game Pass and Steam right now so that I can support what I want and build a library on Steam and then also have my subscription service. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. Tr- I'm kind of treat Steam as my CD rack. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, like yeah. It just yeah. To to me, uh, Game Pass and the service gives us gives an option. If you can't play, if you don't want to play ninety bucks for God of War, and if it's on there, there you go. Right? You just you just don't own the game. Yeah, like that was even I paid for Monster Hunter World and I was like, okay, I'll deal with this because it was on a sale for what Raza showed. It was like five bucks, ten bucks. So that's when I'm like, okay, it's several years old. Then I'll purchase this. It stays in my library. Mm -hmm. Now I own it. Now I don't have to worry about if it's on the subscription Mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. But if the game's so Mm -hmm. relevant and new that I don't have to worry about it disappearing for any libraries just yet, then I'm not really going to stress out about so much paying the top ticket value for it. Say Jedi Fallen Order, I'm like, I know it's going to be there. I'm going to be able to play it for free for at least another year. Yeah. Yeah. But it's six dollars. Yeah, it's true. It's good value. It's good value. I'm not critiquing <laughs> that. It is very good value. It's very it's good six. value. And then the new game coming out in March, I'm fucking buying it. I'm absolutely pre-ordering that. Fucking oh, I'm gonna get on a console though. I'm interested to see how they weave it into all the shows because it's definitely going to happen. He's gonna run into the Mando in the video game. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh. No, yeah, I just think that's uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just like uh, what Xbox is doing. They aren't really worried about this. Is like an option they're making, and I think they want to push people further into their e- ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. It isn't because now you can play ge- the P- Xbox games on phones, older Xbox Ones, PCs now, and everything. So. Yeah, you, you you can pay like ninety dollars, or you can pay fifteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Fifteen dollars a month, and, and get 
That game plus thousand more. And I think that's the Steam contrast as suggestions are giving, right? Is like Steam isn't inviting you into an ecosystem. So as much as Steam sales and their marketing and their platform can be successful, they're not indoctrinating people to using their service primarily. Is aren't they Steam isn't trying to hypnotize you to spend all your time on service? Steam. Steam's just trying to say, here, play your video games. Whereas Xbox is like, no, go inside our app. This is where you download the game. This is where you hit play on the game. This is where you do this. This is where you socialize with your friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can say, say that. But, like, I'm pretty sure Steam is also kind of, like, experimenting right now with a Definitely. Steam service. Yeah. I, I, I think, like, as much as we... Like, I personally don't think Steam... I think Steam and Epic Games are like on the equal playing field. They both give great deals. They both uh, have a plethora of games out there. Um, but like I, and it's up to the user which one they like the most. But I think it's um, I think at one point or another, what we're talking about is all going to become a like it's an either Steam ecosystem. Microsoft's ecosystem, it's all, you. we aren't going to own big chunks of, like, we still will have these plastic boxes, but it won't be like, it won't be like how we see them. It'll be like something you just plug in. Yeah, it's a stream. It'll be a streaming device. It'll be like Roku's. They'll pretty much be Roku's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, And, like, like what Microsoft is doing, um, fucking partnering up with TV companies you can just uh uh play game pass game pass games without paying for a pc or paying for a console you just buy the tv and bam comes with a a uh a console or it comes with a controller and that's all you you need you need to to do so that's uh ultimately what i think I agree. I'm with you there. I think overall times are a changing, and I think we're in a very unstable period as we transition into the next form of media as a whole because we're all learning how to interact with Web 3.0 and we're watching crypto collapse around us as Elon takes a stranglehold on the Twitter. Yeah. Now we have a commercial break. Now we it's have all a game. Yeah, it's, it's all, all fake money. It's, it's, it's all made up. Game. It was all a lie. It was all a lie. Yeah. It was a lie. Radio Ad Bailey here. You ever seen a TikTok? We make them. You watch them? Come through. We got them. Lots of them. Some of them. All kinds of them. Look at, look, look, look at these goods. Please. Thank you for watching. <laughs> you figured me out. You got me red-handed. You got me red-handed. All right, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We're it's back to. I still am part two. Don't uh, don't worry. Oh, God, we're back to the 
submitted news section. This one was another one taken from, from people around me. I had, a, I had a couple inputs on the side, shady, shady side deals of people asking me, what's how did the crypto collapse? Like, what happened afterwards? Raza did a good explanation. If you didn't see it a few episodes ago, everyone's like, what? Okay. Did the guy go to, did he go to jail? Is what everyone wants no, to he, know. Did he go to jail? <laughs> he's apparently down to his hundred. He's apparently, I, the last news piece I read about him, he's down to his last $100,000. He's got some stuff hidden in banks. I almost guarantee oh, it because oh, get okay. this. He comes from a background called effective altruism, where he was raised in an evangelist community where they hoisted him up as like their Elon golden child. Like this guy is smart. He's going to be a genius. And so he claims that he came from nothing, but he has a support of an entire church and deranged evangelist community behind him as like a golden child genius that was meant to solve all the economic problems for Christians in America. And that's not yeah. a lie. That's his backstory. Okay. So you you saying that makes me question this, this entire thing now. Now I very much support if you want to have Christianity and your values and your religion and your church, but it was a very it's called effective altruism. So you know the extremes of utilitarianism. So like say, yeah. Uh, you got a, the, the train tracks, right? You got the people. You can either stop yeah, the yeah. train, save the people, or kill the people. Which one do you do? They believe in mm. that to the extreme, that you should operate all of your life on that. So this was the values. These evangelical values were the founding for his running of FTX because he sat mm. there and thought, even if it screws other people over, even if crypto isn't the most effective thing at first, I will be revolutionizing the economy for the best altruistic benefit. And that was the foundation of why he did all of this. Because even if it wasn't thoroughly thought out, he still felt and was empowered to believe that he could literally shift the economics of America. He thinks he's Jesus? In a way, yes. Oh my God. Because of Christian evangelical, evangelist like cultists. I feel like that's like a blasphemy there. This uh, <laughs> is very like blasphemous. This is you, you're using like the religion for a completely different and evil reason. Uh, uh, sorry, Bailey, you, you have questions. I didn't mean to. That's okay. You already got there. That's all right. We're going to the similar mm -hmm. point. Um, because the, the elite just keeps skating by. Like one of the examples, speaking of the StarCraft on screen, I didn't do this on purpose. He was praised because he was sitting in meetings often and playing League of Legends during his uh, FTX meetings or his big oh, business meetings. <laughs> yeah, they thought he was a, a super genius. Not that it's he's scamming you and he's not listening to you and doesn't give a fuck about what you have to say. He just he's needs to get genius. that lane down in, in League. <laughs> hold down the lane right, yeah. right. but imagine you um, doing that in a business meeting they're like what is he doing <laughs> he's just yelling on his fucking gamer heads at yeah. the same time um he's odds are odds are <laughs> odds are he goes to prison what was it 50 20 what do you think what do you, what's your split on him going to prison i'm not i'm i'm not 
I'm not too familiar with the thing, but if 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 if, if it was I did it, he defraud people? Is that a proven? He didn't defraud people, but so the specific thing that FTX did is they said the one thing that we do is what banks don't. When you give us your money, we don't take it and invest it in other things. We just hold on to your money. And it turns out this entire time he was funneling the money to his other company and that company was reinvesting it into shit. Oh, so that's illegal. (laughs) No, because his company wasn't (laughs) lying. It was... Alameda Research. It's a research agency. So they they weren't buying other companies' coins. They were investing yeah. in the research and development of the crypto economy. Was the the people who invested <laughs> the money told about this? No, because the money was funneled from so the, the transactions. It's illegal. Illegal. <laughs> if you're not going to tell your investors what's going on, that's you're doing a shady business deal. Super PACs fund politicians. It doesn't mean it was the Super PACs fault. It just happened that I funded that candidate for political research. Also not legal too. (laughs) (laughs) Not to happen. Uh, uh, So yeah, I think he would face jail time if justice is real in America, which I don't know if it is or not. But I he he should. I think he should. But I don't know if 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 he will. Because if okay. he's able to skirt by with what, and victimize himself, which I'm, I've seen in like the news stories, he he's like feel sorry for me. I'm broke now, not really. I have a hundred thousand dollars to my name. Uh, and he owns a mansion in Bermuda. These evangelist people share money, so he says he has a hundred thousand dollars to his name, but he got here because he didn't spend anything to get there. He went to his whole family went to Yale. He went to MIT. That you have to come from family money if you go there. So if he says he has a hundred thousand dollars, Daddy's got another hundred thousand ready to go. And who yeah. knows what's in Daddy's crypto wallet, fam? I'm not trying to accuse anybody of anything, but do you think Daddy's uh, is uh, is in the crypto game, knowing that his son is bro, uh, his his son's who's the biggest uh, uh, crypto stock exchange has filed for bankruptcy. You think in his case, daddy is now like? In case like, anyone clips me for Reddit, I'm going to say it's purely speculation. But 100 yeah. percent that they pulled the same scheme that other millionaires pull of you put shit in your family's name, right? I don't mm-hmm. need to have a hundred million dollars of Bitcoin in my name when I can just get my dad. Hey, dad, you know what? I'm going to split up some transactions. You'll make some re- residuals. Like you'll, I'll make you two thousand dollars a month if I can make a fucking wallet in your name. Your uncle's going to say yes to that. Your cousin's going to say yes to that. It's not even that sketchy. It's not even like, oh, it's at corporate espionage. You're just like, oh, hey, man, let me let me um, move some of this. Yeah, let's go with that. I, I think oh. it's very complicated. I think, yeah, I, it's, it's very sketchy. I don't I don't I, I don't want to speak on and taking it out of context, but it's still like I feel like there should be some accountability here. It is, and that's what's ultimately scary, because just like any other blue-collar criminal. Have you seen the girl? Yeah. uh, Who looks like a child, almost? I don't know too much about that, but she's also being in trouble, too, of knowing about this, but not sharing this with the investors. 
So, because you get this, even though he's a Christian evangelist, he lived in the Bahamas in a mansion with his polycule mm -hmm. of 10 people. So he's in a relationship with nine other people. Okay. And so you're ready for my woke politics. I was dying laughing, especially as someone who like participates in these styles of relationships, blah, 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 don't need to get deep. So he's in the polycule and he's on record in an interview about five years ago. He said the most healthy dynamics for being in a polyamorous relationship is for everyone to be hyper aware of their position in the power structure so that everyone can be happier as you fight for attention and position within your relationships. Well, that's some survivor stuff. <laughs> Imagine being in that cutthroat, bro. So what happens if the other people vote, vote them off? Do they just get off the island or, or something? <laughs> no, they go down for corporate espionage with the rest of the cult as they were mismanaging a... Uh, Forty twenty six billion dollar industry. Twenty six billion dollars is what's floating in the ether right now. Why aren't we getting that? <laughs> so tying into that money in the ether, I got my last question. We'll move it on to the next mm -hmm. section and the, the summaries. Mm -hmm. You hate you think crypto's whack. I know you don't like it. I respect that. I'm not mocking that opinion. But not, because you, you do the one who laughed at by chat, no, no, not me. A lot of these people who lost their money just innocently had it in the funds. Like they weren't, it, they weren't some skis ball. They just had it in the in the stock trading funds, right? And mm -hmm. when it went down, they can't access it. They lost a dick load of money. Do you mm -hmm. feel bad for them at all? For is there anybody in the situation that you feel bad for? The investors, I feel bad for okay. them, right? But like, I don't think they're, they're going to get their money back. Um, if we can remember the good old days of 2008 when the housing market crashed, who got their money back? Who, who, who made the money <laughs> back? Did the investors, did the homeowners make that money back? No. Wells Fargo, a guy named... Barack Obama um, uh, bailed out the banking in, in industry. So I, I think it could be the same deal here. Actually, no, never mind. The government wants to stay away from. Yeah, they won't. They won't. But at the same time, you'll be bailed out by private investors, blah, 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 blah. The yeah, other same, crypto exchanges same. will ideally hold it up because they all have interests in making the market still live. But. Yeah. Ultimately, it's like, yeah, you, this guy just corralled $26 billion and fumbled the bag. And it shows yeah. how easy an unregulated market could create a disruption because that quickly you can generate that much money if you've Honestly, got the right yeah, scheme. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think it's just like the, the, the uh, this is like a poison for the government to be attached to. So I think private like the private sector will do what it's going to do here and eat it up and then it'll just absorb it and then those people may get some money back or may just go around the same carousel ride all over again and then the next uh freaking uh what do you call it the exchange will collapse on itself because 
nobody's watching this. Nobody's not regulated. If this was, yeah, I don't. Fuck crypto. It doesn't need to be work. It doesn't need to exist. Money ain't real. It is not real. Yeah, because it's like if the SEC was in there in their books, like they should have been, and not lacking because it's a dying agency, then they ideally would have caught that none of the books made any fucking sense. Because that's the biggest thing that came out after this is like none of it. It wasn't hidden. Like it was just a mess. And because there was no tax body in there being like, what's good? They just fumbled the bag. Yeah. Uh, but also, it shouldn't exist. Crypto, I mean. Crypto shouldn't really exist. There's literally no point to it. It's, uh, one country... Ecuador was the first crypto-only country to use crypto. And then they went back and started using their own... Uh, their, like the original money, right? Because crypto wasn't working. It was still, I guess. It, it was still doing what normal money was doing and making poor people poor and making rich people richer, but doing it quicker. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, it's also unstable. And that was that you could get into a political argument because that was also America sponsored. America funded them to get into it, but blah, 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 blah. Don't need to get that nerdy. Um, Inevitably, it's a cycle that has repeated itself. Like, you're right. You're very right. You brought up the housing market. I'm seeing other people bring it up. It's like something that the cycle is going to keep going over and over because people are going to borrow against options of whatever the latest scheme is. So whether it's stocks or gold or crypto or NFTs, there is mm -hmm. always going to be another way to leverage potential income and, and create another one of these pyramids ready to fucking get knocked over. Yeah, yeah. We should do, yeah, I don't. And that's going to open up a, another can of worms. Is money real? Is it not? I mean, or, or is it? So, not once you reach 100 million plus, money isn't real. Money isn't once you real, have over $100 million, you can make up money. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. <laughs> you can just pretend. Yeah, um, yeah. So, that's what Elon's doing. If it's 100% what Elon's doing, it's what yeah. Putin's doing, it's what everyone's doing. <laughs> so we got to summarize back to our first topic. We talked biopics, how it's worn out, how we can't deal with the shit no more. I just wanted to summarize one last one. We did kind of go off about it before. So I'm going to go with just the last question is what could you change about the patterns that you found in biopics to make it more palatable? Uh, to say what you were saying, to not do a hero's journey. Because not every person has a hero's journey. Not everybody can be the, the great Nelson Mandela, right? Not mm -hmm. everybody's thing has the same sort of like up and coming. Like you can... Be like, have a great start and then get worse as time goes on, right? Like you, addiction and, and all that stuff that actually can be portrayed artistically. Um, doing it differently, not being like a typical movie where there has to be acts because you're talking about a, a, a person's life. Yeah. People's lives don't really have acts. They have moments. Talk about those moments. How about that? I never so, noticed that uh, Narcos falls into that category until you just mentioned it. Like the tragic tale of Pablo Escobar and it gets slowly worse. 
rather than bad. Yes, that's a good one, too. They all do. They all do. All of the Narcos. Bad yeah, bad. I like those yeah. ones. I watch those ones a lot. But yeah. I digress. I do agree with you overall. I definitely <laughs> feel yeah, that we need to balance out the feelings that we need to get Raza his own biopic as well. Yeah, it'll be like... <laughs> It'll be it'll be like the Fast and Furious mixed in with Cranked. Who plays you in your biopic? I'm gonna say that's a good one. I wanna say, have you seen the movie uh, The Kingsman? Yeah, that guy. The Kingsman guy. <laughs> that guy. That guy I plays play. The main guy, the main English guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will be like the king's speech. He has to like work through his stutter and then stutter. deal with not, your mother. Not that one, King's Men. <laughs> I know you're just tying them together though. He's gonna be you at the end of the day. You can have Taron Egerton play you, but Taron still has to be you in the biopic. And I think if you don't have any, it's it's part of your personality. So Colin Firth, Colin Firth needs to play me because he heated the, the the stuttering well in in. Oh, Colin Firth, King's okay. Speech. Yeah, Colin Firth in King's Speech. I ironically, he's also in the Kingsman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I've he can do them. both. He could do both. Is this the reference that I was missing? Did I blow the joke after all of that? I blew the joke. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> then good reference, Raza. My bad. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that movie again tonight. The Golden Compass is like a fucking timeline. Uh, is a is a is a is a good good movie. Golden Circle. The Golden Compass is the weird one with the polar bears. <laughs> but I knew I got it wrong. <laughs> I was like, wait, that sounds wrong. Golden Compass is a, is a good movie too. It has Daniel Craig, Nicole Kidman. And like twenty other. Uh, that always weirded me uh, out. Uh, uh, panda might show up. Yeah, if you mention like any movie three times, pandas is gonna pop out of, out of nowhere. <laughs> Golden compass. Golden compass. Golden compass is like you call for me. Well, did you know? Tom Hanks actually CGI'd this entire movie while on the train called the Polar Express. Man, the Polar Express gave me nightmares when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just not my jam. It's just not my jam. I was never into it. A couple people tried to show it to me last Christmas season. It's like, yo, the Polar Express is my favorite Christmas movie. I'm like, like, are you eight? Is this are you are you an eight year old? <laughs> hey, man, I can't really say shit. I'm watching Rudolph, claymation Rudolph. I mean, that's a tradition. Polar Express. Polar Express is, it's not bad, it's not bad, it weirds me out. I have a personal bias against it, but overall I have to give it a good, above mid rating, but... The uh, kid with the glasses and the braces and the blonde hair annoyed the hell out of of me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't like it. The characters are annoying to me. I see the value. It's not horrid. It doesn't... But I don't like it. I don't (laughs) like it. I won't shit on it, but I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. A bias for everything. Oh my god. Okay. So Raza, you picked mm-hmm. quite the tweet of the week for us. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. You scoured the internet for for just pure genius. 
Reminds me SBF. Reminds me of uh, the future we may have in store for us. Raza, what? Your tweet of the week is on screen now for the audio listeners, and it says, "When guys pee, do they hold it like a sword or a rifle?" I hold it like a sword, I guess, because I'm not that you know. I don't pack much power. Yeah, I think it reveals a lot about us. Like as reading it, I'm like, "Hi, if you if you have to question if you hold it like a rifle, it kind of exposes you right away." You know what I mean? That's that was the first thought that came to mind. I was like, yeah. "How do you hold it like a rifle?" I was like, "That means I'm not good enough to hold it like a rifle." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it says more about me than the actual tweet, and now I feel uncomfortable with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, wait, if I can't make that make sense, then, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I must have a small, no, um, yeah, no, that's, that's how I do it. It's just like easy to navigate. Sometimes you gotta like reload, you gotta cock the barrel, you know, so you gotta be prepared. You gotta, what are you doing that makes you cock the barrel? Sometimes. We'll see a doctor. If... If you have breaks and, and while you you're you're doing it, well, you see, Rosa, <laughs> there's there's this thing called circumcision and uncircumcision. All right, all now, right. I don't know about that. Next one, next one, next one, next one, next story. Next that's story. it for the kids. We got that. We got no more stories <laughs> left for you. We got no more stories left except for the birds and the bees, which I'm gonna tell. No, okay, so. I'm having a good evening, and thank you for coming out. Raza brought some yeah. good stories. We had some good debates. We had some people in the chat going off, and we appreciate everyone who comes through and views. If you're listening to the audio version of this, you can hang out and watch us live and participate with Sensei Afro as he mocks our opinions and schools us on how to time travel. If you come through... I'm running out of improv ideas, so Raz is going to tell you how to find our social medias. Um, yeah, so hit us up on TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Instagram, all that stuff. Spotify, we're on everything. Every, you will not miss us. We're, we're literally everywhere. It's scary how many places we are. Yeah, we. I see you. I see you, listeners, on Samsung Podcasts. Someone's yeah. someone's downloading on Samsung Podcasts. I didn't even know that existed, bro. The Samsung Podcast, won't it? Samsung Podcast. It's probably some. Oh, there's an app. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Podcast Index. Shout out sponsors. Shout out. Shout out. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm gonna throw on. One of the ads I played earlier about downloads because I didn't make an outro yet. Maybe that's what we'll record on Wednesday. Thank you for coming through. Uh, we're going to go to Let's Chat just to talk to Afro for a second, but we're not staying on too long today, buddy. Just letting you know. Okay. Quick repeat ad. Right. Appreciate Bye. you. Bye. Bye.